Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. A lot to get into. You're telling me there's a chance. We will get into all things Dumb and Dumber in a moment, but I want to let you guys know about something that's uh, the opposite of Dumb and Dumber, and that's Omaha Steaks and a great deal you guys can get. It's going to make a great holiday gift. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully. Curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use the promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer will not last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use the promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. The most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful, but you can be the gifting expert with a little help from the guaranteed perfection of Omaha Steaks. So again, 50% off site-wide plus an extra $30 when you use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. And every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Simply go to omahasteaks.com and achieve gifting greatness Gifting greatness today. Again, omahasteaks.com. Then use code BUCKNUTS. You get 50% off plus an extra $30 off. That's awesome. All right. Let's get into it. All right. So you're telling me there's a chance. Last year at this time, we're sitting there thinking, you know, oh, they don't deserve to get in. And, you know, they're not going to get in anyway. You know, I'm not I'm not thinking that way this year. Um, and by the way, before they I, I ended up changing my mind last year anyway, when I initially said I, I don't even want to see them get in. I mean, you're, you're everybody's mad right after the game if you lose to Michigan, but um, Ohio state sixth in the college football playoff, the uh, latest iteration came out, you know, we'll get the final rankings on Sunday. So obviously, you know, the big thing is, you know, the long shot is Oklahoma state. They're 15 point underdogs to Texas. If Oklahoma state can pull that upset and I, you know, even though they're 15 point underdogs, that wouldn't shock me. Um, the other two are, you know, beyond reasonable Georgia's favorite over Alabama. Um, I think Georgia needs to beat Alabama because I, you know, if Alabama wins, I can't see them leaving 12 and one Bama out. Um, at least not, you know, at least not for Ohio state. Um, Bama might would still probably need some help, but um, either Florida state to lose probably Bama would need Florida state to lose. And I think that's possible. Uh, Louisville, Florida state, Florida state without their quarterback, uh, Florida state is favored by, but just two and a half points. So if Georgia wins, Georgia's favored by six, Georgia beats Alabama. Louisville beats Florida State, which is like a coin toss of a game. I might take Louisville on the money line there. I kind of have a good feeling Louisville is going to win that game. Um, and then the big, again, Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State can pull the upset against Texas, uh, the Buckeyes are going to make it. They'll get in as the number four. Uh, you'd have, you know, it'd be Georgia, Michigan, presuming Michigan beats Iowa. Ma- major assumption on my part. Uh, the winner of Washington, Oregon, and then the Buckeyes. And again, you know, you might say, well, Bama's eighth, Ohio State's sixth. Yeah, but if Bama beats Georgia, the number one team, the two-time defending national champion, 
that would be a great win. Certainly way better than anything Ohio State has. Penn State's ranked 10th, so that helps. Penn State doesn't feel like they should be 10th, but they are. And what's Notre Dame, like 17th? So Ohio State does have two wins over top 17 teams. But, man, beating Georgia in the and being SEC champs, Alabama would get in, in my opinion, if Florida State loses. There's at least going to be – there's been some talk maybe the SEC could be shut out. There's no way the SEC is going to be shut out. Um, I could see a scenario where Georgia and Alabama get in. I know you guys don't want to hear that, but, I, I mean, think about it. If, um, if chaos happens and – Florida State loses, Oklahoma State beats Texas, and Alabama wins. Alabama's going to make it at 12-1 and one in that scenario, like I said. And then are you going to keep – is the committee going to – not you, not me, but are, are you really going to keep – is the committee going to keep Georgia out at 12-1 and one with their only loss being to Alabama in the SEC championship game? I don't think that they would keep them out. Two-time defending champ, which shouldn't matter this year, but we all know it does. 12-1 and one Georgia – if they're if they're pitted against eleven and one Ohio State for that final spot, Georgia's only losses against Alabama in the SEC championship game. Now Ohio State's only loss would be at Michigan, and it would have to be Georgia couldn't get blown out. But Georgia has better wins than Ohio State though, so I don't, I don't know. Um, or do I mean I don't know? But I guess Penn State's technically a better win. It just seems like I get that helps Ohio State though. There's just no I mean Penn State being tenth help, does help Ohio State. I just think it'd be tough to imagine twelve and one two-time defending national champion Georgia being left out with their only loss being a close loss to Alabama in the SEC championship game. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they would take 11-1 and Ohio State over 12-1 and Georgia. I'd have to believe that to see it. Let's just hope Georgia wins, Louisville wins, and Washington – or, excuse me, Oklahoma State wins. You know Big 12 is thinking, come on, Oklahoma State. Yeah, they don't want Texas in their final Big 12 game to be Big 12 champs. Speaking of conference champions, if Michigan's able to win and they're like 23 and a half point favorites, they're going to win. And the, the over-under is 24 and a half. No, I'm kidding. It's like, I think it's like 35 and a half, the over-under for a Michigan-Iowa. Michigan's favored by 20, 23 or 24. How about the drama of Tony Petiti having to give the trophy to Jim Harbaugh, the Big Ten Championship trophy? Oh, boy. Hello. So we'll see. The Buckeyes still have a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. All right. Now let's get into it. If Ohio State does sneak in, they're the fourth seed. You guys think Kyle McCord could beat Georgia? I mean, Ohio State should have beat him last year, but that was with C.J. Stroud. I don't know. I'd like the chance, though. I think this Ohio State team, even, like you know, with their warning signs all year, like we've talked about, um, I'd still like the chance. I think Ohio, there's not a great team in college football this year, although Georgia might disagree with that. Michigan might disagree with that. But Ohio State can beat anybody on any given day. I mean, Michigan's the number two team in the country, and Ohio State outgained them in Ann Arbor, and Ohio State didn't shoot themselves in the foot. Ohio State wins that game. So, I mean, there's not a big gap between Ohio State and the top two teams. Ohio State outplayed Georgia last year. Again, that was with C.J. Stroud, though. But the, the defense is better this year. Not good enough. You can't let Michigan go on a seven-minute drive in the fourth quarter, chew up, you know, all but one minute of the clock, add on to their lead. So now you need a touchdown. They get a field goal. You only have one minute left, no timeouts left. That was – defense played good early for Ohio State, did not play well late. All right. Let's get into Kyle McCord and what's going to happen maybe next year. Let's assume that 
things do not break Ohio State's way this weekend. Let's assume that Texas wins, which if that happens, the Buckeyes are just – they're out. They're probably Orange Bowl bound. bunch of guys would sit out that game. Jeez. Um, what happens then? I think, and I think you got to keep Kyle McCord in there this year. I mean, there's, it's too late to make a change now. I'm not calling, I mean, unless, unless Ryan Day determines he's definitely going to make a change next year, which I don't know if he's going to do that during bowl prep, then I would get the quarterback, you know, at least get somebody playing time in that game, meaningful playing time, whether it's Devin Brown, Lincoln, Keen Holtz, or both. And then Aaron Nolan enrolls in January. So I don't know what's going to happen or do they look in the portal? So is it going to be Kyle McCord again as the starter? Is it going to be Devin Brown? Is it going to be Lincoln Keenholz? Is it going to be Aaron Nolan? Or is it going to be someone from the portal? Let's break it all down. First of all, I don't think it's going to be Aaron Nolan as a true freshman. I love that he's coming in early. I love they have him. Um, but probably not. I mean, I, I that's well, I put that at like uh, 3%. I don't even know. Tempted to say 1%. I almost said 5%. So I'll, I'll put it in the middle. 3%. That Aaron Nolan as a true freshman is going to be the starting, and I, I mean like from the from the get, not if there's like disaster strikes and a bunch of guys get hurt, somebody transfers, and then he's like the last guy standing. I'm not talking about that. I just mean Aaron Nolan beating out all these other guys. All right, and I, I understand there's a good chance Kyle McCord could be the starter next year. I I don't want to see that, but we'll see what happens. Um, I'm on record. I think it's time to, you know, Ryan Day needs to find a new quarterback. Whether that is Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, Aaron Nolan. The three percent, or uh, or the portal. Um, I don't know, but I mean, let's talk about the portal. There are guys out there, but I mean, are you gonna you for sure gonna get somebody that's better than even Kyle McCord? You can get somebody that's better than Devin Brown. You can get somebody that's better than Lincoln Keenholz. I don't know. I mean, this is Ryan Day's wheelhouse is is quarterback, and he missed on Kyle McCord, in my opinion, especially considering the fact he passed on JJ McCarthy for Kyle McCord. Um, so he's got to get this figured out. Now, he did make, you know, remember when, you know, obviously you guys remember when Urban retired, um, you know, the thought was Tate Martell was going to take over at quarterback. And Day, you can tell behind the scenes, before it even had, like, before we even knew that Justin Fields was coming, they, they, you know, we kind of got word that he was not a big Tate Martell guy. And um, I don't want to say that was easy because Ryan did work with Tate for, you know, a year or two. But, um, before becoming head coach, but he didn't recruit him. He recruited Kyle. He recruit, you know, he, he knows the family and all that. Like it's, it's going to be harder for him now to go to the portal and, and tell Kyle he needs to transfer or whatever would happen. He doesn't have to tell him. If he says, I'm going to go to the portal and find a quarterback. That's all you need to say. You're welcome to stay and compete with him and add depth if you lose, but we are going to go get a, a quarterback in the portal. So I don't know what the answer is, but um, I don't make $10 million to um, find that answer. That's Ryan Day's job. Okay, I just know I've seen enough out of Kyle McCord. I mean, it's just it's just not there. It's just not there. The arm talent is there, but there's just too much other stuff that's just not there to be a successful quarterback. I mean, I went, I had the misfortune of uh, rewatching the game because I had to for my job. I had to it's a story where I, um, what we learned. I used to do it right after the game. Now we do what we learned live, the podcast, and I do the written version of what we learned after I rewatch the game. Usually Mondays. This time it was a Tuesday. And McCord was even worse than what I thought watching it live. Day actually called a good game. There was wide open receivers a lot. McCord missed them. He was predetermining. I couldn't believe how often, unless he's either terrible at going through his progressions, like completely remedial, or he's predetermining before the snapper he's throwing the ball. I think it's the latter. 
it's pretty evident when you rewatch the game that the, the interception um, to Will Johnson is the perfect example of that. He didn't even there was just he was throwing that slant to Marvin no matter what the coverage was, no matter what. Now listen, if you're going to throw like a, a bomb, no matter what, fifty yards, okay, I could still not smart. I could at least get down with that. Throw a five yard slant, no matter what, man, you got to pull off of that and like you know. Or throw it in the dirt. I mean, that I mean, Will Johnson was right there. They had it perfectly covered. People are giving Marvin a hard time for not breaking it up. So like, give me a break. That go back and watch that. That was just thrown right to Will Johnson. And McCord completely predetermined what he was going to do. Footwork's terrible. He's thrown off his back foot almost all the time. Very rarely steps into his throws. Very rarely steps up in the pocket. Very little pocket awareness. Um, the accuracy leaves a lot to be desired when he did choose the correct receiver. Um the accuracy left a lot to be desired from McCord. And this we've seen it time and time again. This was not just one game. We've just we've seen it time and time again. The warning signs were there and the stats look good. But I mean, against this schedule, I mean, look at some of the teams they played. Look at where he really excelled, where they really put up good stats. Michigan State, you know, put up really good stats against Michigan State, put up really good stats against Western Kentucky. You know, there were games where he looked shaky. Even the Notre Dame game, I've talked about this. The claim to fame was the last drive there. Well, that should have been ended with an interception. If that Notre Dame guy he doesn't drop an interception, it's thrown right to him. Well, Michigan didn't drop those. I don't even fault McCord that much for that last interception. I mean, my gosh, you're you're on skates. You're down by six. You have no timeouts left. You're trying to drive the length of the field. Like, that's just, you know, you can't put yourself in that position. I don't even put that on McCord at all, that last interception. I mean, you're just – at that point, you're just going for broke. Again, I mean – Again, though, I mean, I don't put that on him, but that's another example of him not stepping up, though. He just, <laughs> I mean, the offensive line, overall, the offensive line protected him pretty well, considering the fact that he's no threat to run. The defense knows he's no threat to run. Um, offensive line held up there pretty well. I, I thought they were, a lot of people have been critical of the offensive line, rewatching the game. They were not the reason Ohio State lost this game. Could they have been better? Yes, but they, Michigan, a lot of people thought Michigan's defensive line was just going to destroy Ohio State's offensive line. That didn't happen. On the driver, Ohio State tied it at 17-all. Uh, I thought they were going to win the game when they did that. Um, Ohio State ran the ball eight consecutive times that, that drive, and they got the touchdown to Omeka. Um, ran it eight consecutive times, and effectively. So, obviously. <laughs> so, the offensive line was getting the job done. It's just, man. And the defense was getting the job done until they weren't. And what's crazy is Michigan was more successful without their best offensive lineman. Zinter goes, it's almost like that energized them and Ohio State fell asleep after that gruesome injury. First play after the injury, touchdown. Corum. You know, pseudo long. It was like 20, 25 yards, something like that. Then they go on that time-consuming drive, seven minutes, again, without Zinter. I'm sure Ohio State's defense was gassed, but that's no excuse. You can't say, oh, well, we were gassed. Well, then get guys in there that are fresh. They overcorrected. We all wanted to see less of a defensive line rotation. That doesn't mean zero defensive line rotation, though. My gosh. it's It reminds me, it's like, gosh, it's just like, there's, it's like everything's got to be one spectrum or the other. You know, one end of the spectrum or the other. It's like when people say, well, Kyle McCord, you know, doesn't look like an Ohio State quarterback. I, I hear the lazy argument. Oh, well, people are just spoiled because of C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins and all this nonsense. No, any reasonable football fan no, knows there's middle ground between those guys and what we saw from McCord this year. There's middle ground, okay? You don't have to be a first-round NFL draft pick um, to be an effective quarterback at Ohio State. 
all they uh, McCord just needed to be decent against Michigan, and he was not. Michigan didn't again. They didn't. Michigan didn't even play that good. They just were solid and didn't beat themselves. Okay, they didn't shoot themselves in the foot like Ohio State did. They didn't drop third down passes. Okay, which that went a great throw by McCord, but Emeka's got to catch that. And what a way to start the game. You drop a third down pass. So you, instead of you're on a drive, you're now probably midfield or or even further. Um, you're now going three and out. I mean, it's just that's like a turnover right there. And McCord inter, that interception was just that was a killer. I mean, I say a killer. That was the biggest play of the game. But there, Ohio State still had their chances. I'm gonna be clear about that. But that, I'm not breaking news. That was the biggest play of the game right there. Just get Michigan's offense was doing nothing. You give them the ball at the five yard line. Basically, just give them a touchdown. It still took Michigan's offense four plays to get those five yards because that's when Ohio State's defense was playing well. So I don't know what's going to happen at quarterback in 2024. But Ryan Day needs to figure that out. And I don't think just being like, well, hopefully Kyle McCord gets better at all these things that even though he's in his third year, um, and I didn't see progression during the season. I mean, he got – shouldn't say that. He was so bad against Indiana. I guess he he did get better. Um, there was some progression. But that's because he started off so shaky against Indiana, who was a terrible team. We're all sitting there, well, maybe Indiana, you know. Maybe they got a good defense, as we were talking about on Monday's show. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe Indiana's terrible and they're going to fire their coach. So all the excuses about Indiana goes go out the window. And I don't want to hear it was the first game either. I mean, you have to have your team ready. Every team across the country plays first games. We know in college football, I mean, you lose that first game, which they didn't. But if they played a good team, they might have. They played Indiana and looked shaky. But we all know. I mean, you Now, next year, not so much because you're going to have 12 teams that make the playoffs, but – you lose that first game in college football. The beauty of college football is that matters. Okay? You can't just be like, well, it's like the NFL. You know, you can start off 0-2. It doesn't really matter if you get it going. Not in college football, at least not not this year. It's another reason I don't really like the 12-team playoff because, like, we already have the quarterfinals. We already had the quarterfinal with Ohio State Michigan. We're having a quarterfinal with Oregon and Washington. Um, you could argue it's a quarterfinal with Georgia and Alabama, although – you know, that's a little more convoluted as we got into earlier. It's just um, they're doing it for money, as you guys know. Just follow the money. That's why they're doing it. They're going from four to 12. That's just too many teams, but it's all about the money, all about the Benjamins. But we already have basically quarterfinal games. Whatever. It's going to happen is what it is. All right. I'm going to talk about Amari Abor transferring in just a moment or hitting the portal. Who else might be on their way? Which positions Ohio State's going to target to bring guys in from the portal? I'm going to get to that in just a minute. I want to let you guys know about our other sponsor and a great deal you guys can get from nuts.com. Yeah, perfect. Buck nuts and nuts.com. Match made in heaven. Do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's candy factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that, nuts.com. In addition to an amazing selection of nuts, they have tons of classic candies like butterscotch, fudge, and licorice. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. At nuts.com, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships. So they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. I like the half pop popcorn. 
it's, it's very unique. It's it's delicious. I like their roasted almonds. It's all good stuff. They've got, I mean, even the um, chocolate-covered gummy bears. I've never had those before. Those are good. My kids love them. And, and this is a great deal. This would be a great way to get great another, another great gift for the holiday season right now. And you guys can get a great deal. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with the purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash Bucknuts. So go check out all the delicious options at nuts at nuts.com slash bucknuts. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash bucknuts. Should be easy to remember, right? Nuts.com slash bucknuts. There you go. All right. Amari Abor exiting stage left. Not a huge surprise. Um now, I mean, you could say, like, well, he, you know, he, he would have the path to playing time next year. Maybe. I think there's no doubt Tui Mulao is going to go pro. Sawyer, I don't know. I mean, probably he will. I, I, he's one of those guys who I don't know, man. But who knows? But you're going to have Caden, regardless, you're going to have Caden Curry and Kenyatta Jackson coming back. They've got some other guys like Mickens in the program, Arvell Reese. So there might have been a chance for Amari Abor, but he's, gonna, he's in the portal. Uh, who else might leave? Um, you know, you immediately think of wide receivers, but now with Marvin leaving, Emeka leaving, I'm sure Emeka will leave. Um, Julian could come back for a fifth year because of the COVID year, but I think Julian's probably done, even though he wouldn't be an early pick, just a guess. So even with this great freshman class, with we didn't see we, any, we really didn't see anybody other than Carnell Tate, but that's nothing new. Marvin and Emeka barely played their freshman year. Uh, until the Rose Bowl. Marvin didn't play like really at all till the Rose Bowl that year. That's only because Olave and uh, Garrett Wilson sat out. But uh, we saw Tate this year. I think Brandon Ennis is going to be a good one. Noah Rogers, Bryson Rogers. Um, you know, that, that's, it was a phenomenal class. So those guys are all going to be in the mix. So could Keon Grays look to leave? Perhaps that's one that gets mentioned. Kojo Antwi, perhaps, but they'll actually have a, you know, a chance now. So my guess is those guys will stick around. We'll see. Um, and there's always somebody we're not thinking of. I don't think Ohio State's going to – I mean, and I imagine a quarterback's going to leave. One of the quarterbacks will leave. No doubt McCord will leave if they get somebody from the portal. And maybe Day's going to sit there and say, listen, we're just going go to go to war with what we have. Sit all the guys down, make sure no one's planning. Because if one of these guys is planning on – let's say Devin Brown's planning on transferring, um, then you need to go at least get some depth in the portal. Um but if Day sits all these guys down, like we're just going to go to war, you guys are going to battle it out. That way, I don't have to find anybody in the portal. You guys good with that? He gets the word of McCord, Brown, and Keenholz that they're not going anywhere. Um, then Nolan's coming in. Obviously, he's not going anywhere. And those four guys battle it out. That's a possibility. Possibility he gets he goes in the portal, like I said earlier. But um, yeah, there's a possibility Ohio State would lose a quarterback to the portal. All right, who who might Ohio State target in the portal? Maybe a quarterback again. You know, there's there's names out there. I don't, I don't know if Cam Ward is better than any of these guys that Ohio State has, but like you know, um, that again, whose job is it to figure that out? It's Ryan Day's job. This is his wheelhouse, and then some. He's the quarterback guru, and I know he missed on Kyle McCord, but overall, I give him a ton of credit. I feel like that's a one off because he was on C.J. Stroud before anybody. He, when C.J. Stroud was like a three star when Ohio when Ryan Day was like, who is this? And Look at C.J. Stroud now. I mean, he's a lock for rookie of the year in the NFL. Um, the most accurate passer in Ohio State history. Um, the only Ohio State quarterback to go over 3,000 yards in consecutive seasons. Uh, he went well over. 
Um, and he's even in the MVP discussion as a rookie, and um, which is insane. He's not going to win NFL MVP, most likely, but just the fact that that's even a discussion is insane. So good on C.J. Stroud. So my point is Ryan Day knows what the hell he's doing with quarterbacks. I don't think we can say, well, he missed on Kyle McCord, so that's, that defines him. I think that's probably the outlier. We'll find out. So it's on Ryan Day to figure this out. If he believes Kyle McCord is going to be the guy as a senior, then, okay, you better be right. You better be right. All right. Now, Ohio State has to target offensive linemen, and they need to get one really good one. I, I don't. They don't need depth. They have like they have guys that can be depth pieces. They don't need that, you know. I mean, a depth. I mean, you're, a depth piece isn't going to be better than someone like Tegra. Tegra is, should be battling for a starting job, you know, and, and will be battling. I don't know if we'll win one, but we'll be battling for a starting job. Um, they've got to land one really good guy in the portal. If that's all they get, that's fine with me. But it's got to be a guy that's like a surefire starter. He doesn't have to be a superstar. That'd be nice. Jonah Jackson. I use that example a lot. Find me a guy that's a Jonah Jackson. You know. Third guy ends up being a third round pick, really good starter, you know, second team all big 10 ish type of guy, third team all big 10 type of guy, uh, you know, third round pick, something like that. You know, I don't want to see Vic Cutler and guys like that. Josh Simmons was a good get, but he should have been like that, should have been like their second guy they got because they went after guys and they didn't that they wanted and that they, that they did not get. So, offensive line has got to be a priority. Defensive line's got to be a priority, especially if Tyleek goes pro, which I think he will. Mike Hall's coming back. I don't see, see Mike Hall going pro. Um, that'd be a big mistake. I mean, guys that we thought – I mean, look at some of the D tackles that we thought would go early that Tommy Togi I felt in the fourth round. Haskell Garrett didn't even get drafted. Tight end. They got to look at tight end. They got to get tight end. They got to get a tight end in the portal. And Jelani Thurman needs to play next year. Has to. Running back, perhaps. Running back. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Although, you know, I like Dallin Hayden. Evan Pryor could be ready next year. They got guys coming in. Chip's coming back. I imagine Trey's going to go pro. I don't see Trey being like a... See Trey being like a, maybe like a fourth round pick, something like that. Backs like that tend to go like right around that fourth round. I don't see him being – there's no way he'll be a first round pick. I don't see him being a second day pick. At best, he'll be a third round. But I, I think he'll go. A lot of backs – I mean, I don't blame him. If you're a fourth round pick and you're a running back with a shelf life, I don't, I don't blame running backs at all for leaving early, even if they're not early picks. I hate when guys leave and they're like drafted like – way later than what they expected like luke whipler last year he was told he'd be a second day pick second or third round his agents were telling him falls of the sixth round that was bad for luke and bad for ohio state because if luke would have stayed he would have had a good year this year there's no way he would have been a sixth round pick in this year this coming draft is what it is so there you go ohio state needs to hit the portal hard and they will they hit it relatively hard this past year. They did a really good job um, in the secondary, um, specifically Igbenosan. I love the the Igbenosan get. Um, Jihad Carter ended up not being a non-factor, and we'll see about Lorenzo Styles. But just getting an Igbenosan, getting a really good corner and a starting corner in the portal, that was awesome. And you get him for another year too. 
because he was just a second year guy this year. So they're going to hit guy. They're going to hit the portal hard. Um, I'm just curious: is quarterback going to be one of those? How many? When I say they're going to hit it hard, how many does that entail? It certainly will be, in my in my opinion, they'll get five scholarship guys or more. But is it going to be closer to ten, or is it going to be closer to five? I don't know. But I, I have no doubt they'll get at least five, likely more scholarship guys in the portal. I'm leaning on it's going to be closer to ten than five. It'll be somewhere in there, though, in my estimation. All right, really appreciate you guys riding along with me here on this edition of the Bucknuts Morning Five. I know you guys have a ton of choices, um, and I know you guys take advantage of a lot of those choices, but I appreciate you uh, making the Bucknuts Morning Five one of those choices. Buckeyes still have a chance, so go Pokes, go Cardinals, go Dogs, and then the Buckeyes will back their way into the college football playoff for a second straight year. I'm here for it. Let's let's do it. Let's make it happen. I'd much rather have that than a meaningless Orange Bowl where like half the team's going to be opting out. All right. Appreciate you guys. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.